The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I want to talk about this uh, business post Red Sea poll. Three in four people, 75%, say that Ireland has taken in too many refugees. Ireland is full, in other words. They say Tom McEnany, media consultant and founder of Effective Aid Ukraine, has helped over 1,000 refugees flee that country and get to Ireland is with me. Tom, what do you say to people who look at that and say, yes, Ireland is full? Um, well, I tend not to engage them in the most for the most part because uh, I don't know anybody who actually is of that view. Um, although, of course, you come across them uh, across them on Twitter. The it's, it's a ridiculous notion. I mean, we have one of the lowest population densities. We're one of the lower population that, uh, densities in Europe. Uh, we have about one third the number of people per kilometre in Italy, and almost one quarter the number of people per kilometre in uh, per square kilometre in Germany. Um, we're, we're, we do have certain housing challenges, um, but they're not the fault of uh, refugees. They're not the fault of temporarily dis- displaced people. But we have huge moral and humanitarian responsibility to people who are fleeing war. And I think most Irish people understand that we do. And to be honest, I'm rather surprised by the poll and by the results of the poll. Um, but uh, I don't think we can turn away people who are fleeing for their lives and trying to get their, their children to safety. Uh, John McGurk is with us as well, the editor of, of Gripped.ie. John, do you think Ireland is full? Well, you know, I, I listened to what Tom said there. And I, you know, obviously, if you take his definition of population density, then no, it's not. I mean, he's right. We have a low population density, but people can't live in fields. His population density is how many people there are per square kilometre, but how many houses we have is a different matter. I mean, you don't have to take it from me that Ireland is full. Take it from the government's own figures. The government received a memo from uh, the tourists, the, 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 an internal government memo from the Department of Tourism at the start of this month, which predicted that the economy would lose $1.1 billion this year and 10,000 tourism jobs would go because there aren't hotel rooms for the tourists who normally come here which suggests that, yes, if we're turning people away because there is no room from them for them, then yes, obviously, definitionally, Ireland is full. There's more data on that. There are at this moment, I checked before I came on here, just over 1,000 properties on daft.ie. That is the total number of available properties at the moment on the biggest property website in the country if you want to rent somewhere, suggesting that, yes, there is a critical shortage of space. So hotel rooms are short. Houses are short. We are currently opening and renovating hotels in some cases that haven't been opened in 20 years to shove, and I use the word shove advisedly, and it's not the fault of the people who are being shoved, shove refugees into communities without consultation. Oftentimes those people aren't even told uh, until very few days beforehand because the government knows and fears that there will be opposition. Um, We clearly have a country that's full. Tom says he's surprised by the poll. I recognise he has been doing, and I want to put this on the record, he's been doing fantastic work uh, getting Ukrainian people out of danger, genuine refugees. But he obviously hasn't spent that much time talking to actual Irish people. And there's another question, which is about why Ireland is full. (laughs) Uh, There's a question about why Ireland is, is full. And that is that we're not enforcing our own laws. We have a law on the books, the 2004 Immigration Act, which says that it is a crime punishable by 12 months in prison and or a €3,000 fine if you come into this country without documents, Kieran. That's a law. It's on the statute books. There have been 8,000 such cases in the past three years and one prosecution. Now, I would put it to you and anybody else that if we had any other law in the country 
where uh, there was one prosecution out of 8,000. If it was eight, one prosecution out of 8,000 speeding offences, you and everybody else in the media will be calling for government heads to roll about the laws not being enforced. But we are actively undermining our own immigration system. We're undermining the work that Tom is doing with people from Ukraine by allowing the immigration system to completely get out of control. Um, numbers, excluding mm. Ukrainians, have, have doubled or tripled um, I think every six months for the last two years, um, and yeah, people are losing their mind over it. people. Are people have had enough, and they want a government that will get okay. control of the situation, Let- enforce the laws as they are, and and restore confidence because it's undermining confidence in okay. genuine refugees. D- D- Tom, do you feel your work is being undermined? Uh, no, I don't, and I I, th- I think most uh, many of the arguments being put forward by John are a little bit spurious. Um, of course, he's right. People can't live in fields. I mean, that that's. That's absolutely uh, the case. Many of the people that we would bring over, the Ukrainians, uh, and we brought over, I mean, I was in Ukraine uh, only yesterday, uh, right back last night. Um, uh, we brought back 17 people from Bakhmut, Kherson, and Kharkiv, and they're going into homes in Ireland, pledged accommodation in Ireland. People have been waiting for a year, in some cases more than a year, because who are very, very keen uh, to support people fleeing the war. Um, they're not places that would be made available to American tourists. They're not places that, are, that would be made uh, available to English or French tourists. And just arguing about the, the tourist numbers doesn't really cut any mustard when you're talking about whether or not Ireland is full. When you, now, obviously, some of them are going into hotels. And yes, uh, John is right when he says that in order to meet our humanitarian responsibilities, um, we may have to uh, make a little bit less money in, uh, as a country. Given that we're one of the richest countries in the world, that's not such a bad thing. So instead of having a surplus of $6 billion, we have a surplus of $5 billion. I think a lot of Irish people would be willing to make that sacrifice. As for jobs, Ireland is in full employment. If people aren't working in the hotel industry, it means they're working somewhere else. It's not like the bad old days when... If we lost 10 jobs, it meant that people were unemployed. In this case, where people aren't working uh, in one industry, they're just working somewhere else. But there's nobody who's unemployed because of the lack of employment in the hotel industry. In fact, what is the case is because we're at full employment, many employers, and I'm dealing with those because we have a jobs and accommodation program for Ukrainian refugees, where we target employers who would normally be going to countries like Bulgaria and countries like India uh, for jobs that can't and won't be filled by Irish people mm. um, and who give those people jobs and accommodation and who, are, who have to go abroad in order to get them. So most refugees, not only are we not full, but we need refugees. We need refugees to do the jobs that Irish people can't do because we have more jobs here than we have people. We have an aging population. Yeah. Refugees can be a very rich yeah. um, uh, contribution to that to, to 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 the Irish population in general. John, is there an economic imperative? Uh, hang on now. I mean, I, I listened to that there, but it, it ignores some things. He's saying the people who, who lose their jobs, um, what was it, 10,000 tourism jobs lost this year can just get other jobs. That's fine and dandy if they can. But we have a whole, econ- it's not just jobs, we have a whole economy. I mean, the board vulture has spent how long building up the wild Atlantic way? And yet there are hardly any hotels left in Killarney 
that are available for people to come and experience it. There are restaurants. There are there are huge. There's a huge economy built up there that's taking a hit. Yeah. This idea that it's just job. The restaurant owner can't just go and get another job. That's that's with respect to Tom. It's just wrong. Now. If we want to talk about the the other impacts, I mean, this idea that we're bringing people here and we're fulfilling our humanitarian obligations, I, I can't believe the government is allowed to get away with it. I mean, the idea that you bring people in, you shunt them into a derelict hotel in Clare, you, you read in the Irish Times that they've got great conditions because they've got six single beds to a room and catering in hotel rooms that are designed under normal occupancy for a maximum of two, maybe three people, mm. that that is fulfilling our humanitarian engagement. No, it's not. We're putting people into slums the state-run slums, often owned by private companies, by the way, in the middle of nowhere, against the will of the people living there. And we're calling ourselves humanitarian for doing it. Yeah. And Tom Tom says people who lose their job can just get another well, can job. I, before there I go, before, before I go back to Tom, John, then is it your contention that, I mean, rather than the industrial estate and sanitary, just send them home? It's better. Uh, we have to we have to change the incentives. We have a problem. Uh, you know, the Ukrainian crisis is one thing, and that is a part of the reason why we have an increase in numbers. But I think that is missing the picture to talk only about the Ukrainian crisis. We had a government minister in Roderick O'Gorman who pledged uh, when he came into office that he would have own door accommodation for asylum seekers or international protection applicants in Ireland. He tweeted that out in seventy two languages and promoted it around the world. We have a government that. Um, has consistently, as I said a few minutes ago, refused to enforce its own laws about coming here with no documentation. We have created a massive pull factor. A lot of, I mean, the people going into the accommodation in Clare are not Ukrainians. Let's be absolutely clear. Nor are the people going into the accommodation in Santry that is causing these problems. Um, and unfortunately, there, there has been this, the government have used the Ukrainian crisis as kind of a battering ram to, igno- to, to shut people up about the other crisis, which is vast increases in numbers of people coming from safe countries like Georgia and Moldova, where there is no humanitarian crisis, uh, calling themselves asylum seekers. People coming in here with no documents calling themselves asylum seekers. And then if you criticize it at all, you're told, oh, but Ukraine, or you're told, oh, but you're far right. People have had enough of it. They can see through it. That is why 75% of people are saying that the country is full. And I don't really know where the other 20% are looking. Yeah. I, I really don't. Uh, for what it's worth, it should be pointed out. You're on national radio criticizing it, and no one's calling any names. So I'm, no, I, 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 you I, know. I, I, I know, and I respect that. But there's an awful lot of people out there who who don't fit. I mean, we 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 had uh, there's a column in the Irish Times today, for example, calling people you know in the 75 percent with those concerns, calling them far right or saying they're being swayed by far right rhetoric. And I don't think they are. And that's the point that I'm making. I appreciate the I, opportunity I to say, talk about it, John. John, but John, John I've I've spent this morning. Uh, a lot of this morning uh, blocking Twitter accounts from people using the hashtag Ireland is full. And I blocked them not because I'm as I, 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 I hope John would uh, appreciate from our own engagements, not because I don't welcome honest and reasonable debate, because but because most of those accounts were far right accounts. I mean, I, ch- I would have checked each one of them before before blocking them. And they, they certainly would have been. Uh, expressing the kind of views that I and I think John probably would find uh, abhorrent, and um, so uh, I take his I take his point that obviously it, there's there's a large number of people who are concerned about the number of refugees in Ireland who aren't of the far right, um, but I would imagine there's. There's a lot of people who are fueling the debate. Mm. Um, certainly, are but, but, from that but, perspective. But that, but that is true. But you can't it, look. I, it, you know, 
Here's the thing. If the far right, the actual far right in inverted commas, end up growing in popularity in Ireland, that isn't because the population have suddenly turned into crypto fascists. It is because very poor government policy has left people with no other avenue and no other spokespeople on their behalf to express their frustration other than these characters that you consider to be unsavory, Tom. I don't know. I, I haven't seen the individuals with respect. I don't have access to your Twitter account or what their views are. I recognize, of course, there are some people in Ireland with unpleasant views about immigrants. And there are, of course, there are some people who believe in an Ireland for the Irish in inverted commas. But there is a vastly bigger cohort of people. That isn't 75% of the population. Mm. 75% of the population are people who really genuinely want to help, but recognize that there's a hard limit on what we can do in the country. I mean, there obviously is a hard limit on what we can yeah, do in the can country. I, can I we just, have a finite I, number of heads. We, we, oh. we, we, we just, we are tight in time. And uh, Tom, I just want to, I do want to put that point here. I mean, yeah. Th- there is by definition a limit eventually, isn't there? I mean, if we assume, and I know this is kind of hyperbole to the point of being idiotic, but if we assume we can't absorb all 43 million people who live in Ukraine, but you say, listen, we can absorb what we've taken at the moment. By definition, there there is a number somewhere in if between those two. Up there, there probably is, but we're not likely to hit it for the next 30 years. Okay. Um, if we assume that we're reasonable in terms of how we roll out social housing, in fact, the, this hopefully, it might, I mean, there are huge uh, issues in relation to social housing and housing in general in Ireland. And it's, it's catastrophic the way local authorities in particular have been getting away with not living up to their responsibilities. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, the influx of refugees and the number of people uh, fleeing the awful war in Ukraine uh, may force the government's hand and actually mm. force us to solve issues that were around Long before we had the current uh, influx of refugees that were around long before Russia invaded uh, Ukraine and that weren't being resolved. Tom McEnany, media consultant and founder of Effective Aid Ukraine and John McGurk, the editor of Gript.ie. Thank you both very much uh, for joining me here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.